Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Curry. Bounced by Edwards. Dribbles behind the back pass to Draymond. Back to Curry. Relocates left corner. Leans in. Goes up. Shots up. It's good. He got fouled. He fell down. Shot it as he was falling down. And he's going to go on the line. A chance for a three-point play. (laughs) McDaniels can't believe it. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson. We'll bring you into the locker room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players. Highlights from the game, and J.D. will take your calls. Warriors Wrap-Up starts now. It does start now from Chase Center, where the Warriors fell again to the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight, 116-110. to Very similar game to last night as the Warriors uh, beaten by the Cavs. Almost the same score, 118-110. to Last night, 116-110. to It's funny, Timberwolves had a shot at, at a uh, garbage time layup there uh, at the end and didn't want to run it up against the Warriors. Otherwise, it would have been the exact same score as last night and real similar game. Uh, to last night, uh, the Warriors struggling offensively and struggling to to put the ball in the basket uh, against a good defensive team. Cavaliers, good defensive team, a lot of length, a lot of size. Timberwolves have been playing very well, uh, been the best team in the NBA defensively in the first couple of weeks of the season, and the Warriors really have their problems, aside from Steph Curry, of course, who went for 38 points. But you look at the rest of what's going on for the Warriors, and uh, it's just tough right now. Uh, Offensively, they don't have a secondary score that they can rely on on a night-in, night-out basis. The ball movement has not been there. The spacing, uh, I think, was was bad uh, for the Warriors in this game tonight and they're just not they're not getting enough good looks they're not getting out in transition and they're not hitting the the open shots that they do get uh once they're there and so uh, you know you add it all up and uh it, it's been a rough a couple of nights here uh, at chase center where the warriors fall to one and three now so five and two on the road but one and three at home and that's now negating some of the warriors had been able to do in the early part of the season on the road. And uh, this homestand continues on Tuesday night. Going to be another game against the Timberwolves, who now find themselves at 7-2 and two, and 2-2 two and two away from home. And mentioned in the pregame that the Timberwolves have played exceptional basketball at home. 5-0 and oh start for them at home with some big-time wins, beat the Celtics, beat the Nuggets, and, and all of that. And it, this looks like, a, at least for tonight, uh, sometimes the Timberwolves can be a little little erratic themselves, a little undisciplined, uh, but they played a pretty clean and disciplined game against the Warriors in, in this one tonight, and uh, the Warriors just didn't have an answer uh, beyond Steph Curry. Tough, 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 tough stuff. Andrew Wiggins... Another rough night, you know. Just when it appears maybe he's turning the corner, six points tonight on three of seven. He's a minus thirteen. 
can't get it going. And you know, Clay Thompson, second straight night for Clay, uh, five of sixteen. You, you mentioned you know carbon copy games, very similar game. Five of sixteen tonight. 5-16 last night for Clay Thompson uh, to go with 16 points. He had 14 last night. Uh, pretty so Steph goes for 30 last night. Goes for 38 tonight. And the next high man for the Warriors last night was 14. Clay Thompson was the, the number two man for the Warriors in this one tonight. He had 16. And it's just going to – the bench, you know, second night in a row where the bench did win the overall matchup against the opponent's bench, but they didn't dominate – and we discussed it on the program last night, the fact that the Warriors bench has been able to dominate in a handful of games here at the beginning of the year has allowed them to be more complimentary. It's allowed them to be Steph goes for his 30-plus point massive game, and you've got multiple players going for 10, 15, uh, up and down, and the bench dominating the opposition's bench. And that had been you – know, you don't you don't need a, a Wiggins or a Clay Thompson to have a massive game alongside Curry to be able to win when you're doing that and you're defending and you're competing at the level that, that the Warriors were, were competing at. But that, that's been gone. No, Not terrible bench performances, but not you know, dominant bench performances. The Warriors have needed dominant in their bench performances. And, and right now it's just too many guys that they can't make a shot. Uh, on this Warriors team and the last couple of games and and I I think just putting things real bluntly and honestly the Warriors have looked a little old in these last couple of games doesn't mean the season's over doesn't mean they can't bounce back and look a lot better and play more effective basketball on on Tuesday and and continue this homestand I mean still four games to go but it's not getting any easier you get the rematch with the Timberwolves you get a couple of games against OKC you got Houston who's been playing really well to start the season themselves after a, a an 0-3 start. You look at the, the Rockets, and the Rockets have been really good <laughs> since then. Uh, six in a row, one again uh, tonight, uh, and you know now 6-3 and three on the season. So uh, you're looking at a bunch of teams right now that are right basically where the Warriors are in the standings that they're going to be playing to close out this trip. Rockets right there, Oklahoma City right there, Warriors uh, you know, now currently, although it's still too early to start looking at who ranks where in the West, but uh, they're you know, all the way down to sixth after being right there in the top two before this three-game losing streak. So 8 at 8 957 is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text here. Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game as the Dubs lose tonight. 116 to 110 to the Timberwolves. And I'm at a little bit of a loss tonight as far as what the adjustments are, at least in the short term, that, that can be made. I know Steve Kerr said before the game against the Cavaliers, no starting lineup changes are, are coming at this point. And I'm not even sure what Steve Kerr would do if he was going to make a lineup change because. You either have bench players where you're happy with them in their role, or you have bench players that aren't playing well enough to where you say, compared to the starters, you're going to, you know, who who off the bench are you going to sub in for Clay Thompson? I mean, you're not. You're just not. You're not going to, you know, Clay Thompson's not going to the bench. And, you know, Clay Thompson's, you know, the last couple of games hasn't played well, but he'd been fine, I think, up until the last couple of games with the 5 to 16. So you're not doing that. Uh, Andrew Wiggins. Who, who are you putting in for Andrew Wiggins? I mean, Moses Moody was one for six tonight and a minus 10. Jonathan Kaminga has, I thought he brought a lot of energy, especially in the first half tonight. He was a plus. 
tonight. He was much more active. I, I thought you know there's been some games where Kaminga scored uh, in, in some second halves after not playing well in the first half. Uh, I thought his energy was there in both halves tonight, but again, he's 2 of 11. And while he was a, a plus player tonight in terms of the plus minus, uh, the Warriors still don't really view him as a three. At least they haven't. So saying you're going to sub him for Andrew Wiggins, I don't think that's necessarily realistic at this point, especially when you start to hint, as Steve Kerr did last night, like Andrew Wiggins is maybe turning a little bit of a corner. Uh, and you know it'll be interesting to see what's going on. I know that he popped up on the injury report with a little bit of a back issue, had been listed as, as probable and, of course, played. But it, it makes you wonder, is there maybe something going on physically that hadn't been reported uh, to this point with Wiggins as to to why maybe he you know has hasn't looked uh, like the better version of himself uh, so far this season. So not a lot really I think that can be done. I think you, you know do you mix in a little more Trace Jackson Davis against some bigger teams? I think that's one thing you could do. You know, Pajemski tends to be somebody that, that when he's played he's energy, he's ball movement. He knocked down a couple of threes in a minute when it looked like the Warriors for a second straight night after Steve Kerr had uh, waved the white flag and, and conceded victory to the opponent. looked like that bench group at the end was going to try and steal the game. But Jemski gets a couple of threes. I mean, the Warriors had a layup that could have cut it down to what, I think a two-point uh, game that they missed. There were a number of missed layups, even with the regulars in the game down the stretch, when they could have found themselves trying to to be in a position to steal it. But uh, you add it all up again, and it uh, winds up being a a pretty ugly loss that sends the Warriors now to their first three-game losing streak of the season, and they got to figure out home. Uh, That's, you know, if this team's going to be the best version of themselves, it's going to have to be 30 home wins. And, you know, Minnesota got them in this building last year, but the slow start is negating some of the positivity from the great road start because the thought process was, hey, 5-2 and two on the road, 7-9, of nine, maybe the Warriors threw the toughest, at least one of the toughest stretches of their schedule right at the beginning of the season. You come home, you start making hay, but it can't just be you show up and expect because you're at home that you're just automatically going to be winning games. You know, the, the Warriors are not a bunch of made dudes like that anymore. Uh, they got to come out, they got to play well, they got to be consistent. And uh, again, a lot of times it just comes down to, to shot making uh, above everything else. And that's been the thing that has been lacking. I think the Warriors you know, spacing offensively has also been poor uh, these last couple of games going up against two really, really, really good defensive teams. So you know, what do you do? What are the adjustments to be made? And I think Gary Payton II has been you know, bothered a little bit by this uh, infection from this cut. He hasn't quite been out there as much uh, as he has had been in other games. I think the Timberwolves and the Cavaliers, and more so the Cavaliers, are, are a more difficult matchup for him to be out there. But they haven't been quite getting the production from Gary Payton. You know, Chris Paul struggling to make shots consistently. Moody didn't have it tonight. Again, Kaminga for all of the energy things I said he brought. Two of eleven. You can't have that. And they're in a difficult position with Dario Saric because Dario Saric is probably the Warriors' second best player tonight. 11 points, 10 boards, held his own defensively, but he's not a great defender. And other teams look to hunt him when he's on the floor. So you're forced into playing Saric more minutes tonight, 27, 
then maybe you really truly want to because you need his offense, but him being out there on the floor more regularly causes problems defensively, but you need his offense. And why do you need his offense? You need his offense because Wiggins is got six points and Clay Thompson's five of 16 and Jonathan Kaminga's two of 11. So, you know, that's maybe somewhere where Steve Kerr could potentially turn. All right, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Armand in San Jose is up here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Armand? J.B., we've been having talks of last season, of course. Uh, here's the thing, J.B., uh, I think that we are definitely going to look young, I mean, older, excuse me, against the younger teams because, well, we're older and they're younger. Um We've got to get home soft. I see a reversal. We are clearly much better on the road, and maybe it's because there's some determination um, at home. I don't know if they expect to win just because they're at home, but whatever the case may be, three of the four games they played at home is being ugly shooting the ball. they got to solve that because you have to have home court advantage no matter how good of a road team you are. Also, another thing, too, um, the Warriors being an older team that were never athletically superior when they were younger shows up more as you age because you don't have any other athleticism that you can go to. You know, when you're more athletic than everybody when you're younger, even if you fall off a bit, you still can keep up with the youngsters maybe a little bit more. The fact that we just don't have that um, with our core three and hurt as they slipped. This is why instead of Curry shooting the ball so well, still makes them so effective. Clay Thompson's lack of shot making, JD, is, is killing us. There are so many shots that we were accustomed to seeing Clay Thompson make that these are just misses, whether they're open, slightly open, or just some of these threes that, you know, he's coming off a pin down or so, and you think, oh, he's got that. He might be a defender near. But we're used to seeing him make those. He's getting a lot of the same looks. He's just missing them. His shooting touch is not there. Another thing, too, I want to say about um, the young guys we have. Steve come to the realization that you probably need to play this group of youngsters unlike last year where there was this debate. I don't think there's any debate. You need to put TJD out there a little more often. You may have to look at pods. Like, they have to come – a realization, despite you trying to compete for a championship, uh, you got young guys on this team that could develop and possibly help you win in the process, but you got to make a decision. I don't want to be riding a line with having to play the veterans a certain amount of time when they're giving me not much of anything. Energy. I mean, just it's just so lethargic, and I don't know what's hey, up with Armand. Hey, let me jump in real quick. I, I, I don't hang up. I want, I want to have a, a little conversation with you. I, I think the question is not that, that Steve Kerr feels comfortable or, or doesn't feel comfortable playing Trace Jackson Davis or, or Pajemski. I, I think the bigger question for him is for who? Because right now Sarich is one of the better offensive players and so it's if Trace Jackson Davis is going to play, it's for who? And I think that's the question. So I'm just going to ask you that. And if it's Pajem, if it's Pajemski, it's Pajemski for who? Is it Pajemski for Clay? Is it Pajemski for Chris Paul? Like, and and so I think that's the question. It's not so much unwilling to play them or feeling they're not not up to where they need to 
be to be able to play like maybe Mubi and Kaminga were in previous years. But for who, when you have this roster kind of built for these players that I just mentioned to be counted on a lot? And, and you know what, J.D., I'm glad you went there because this is the tough conversation Warrior fans don't want to have. When this day was coming, I would tell Warrior fans that I know that I work with and talk to them, there's going to come a time where if Clay or whoever, you know, let's not just look at Clay, just whoever, right? There comes a time where the young guys make it into a spark where the older guys can, and you may have to cut into some of those older guys' minutes, whether it's Clay, whether it's Looney or uh, TJD here and there. Like, we got to be honest about this. Like, we praise these guys when they play well, but the only person who has kind of maintained the course is Steph Curry. That's the only reason why we have this conversation if we want to be honest. Now, Dre has been pretty solid offensively. I'll give him credit for that. But for the most part, like we said with Sarge, you're not really getting nothing else. And the fact of the matter is, because of that, Unfortunately, we have to ask these tough questions and make tough decisions. Is it saying that you cut a guy's men's in half? Of course not. But in spurts where you can feel the lull and the crown just, just on the court, that, that burst of energy that Pajinski brings and TJD, like at some point in time, something got to get. I'm sorry, but you got to look at the team you have, not the team you want or the team you have. And maybe that'll light a fire into some guys too. Thanks, Armand. Good, great phone call. Really appreciate it. Uh, Armand checking in here at 888-957-9570. I mean, I'll, I'll pose the question to, to you, Warrior fans, I mean, because that really is what it boils down to. I, I hear a lot of the young guys need to play more, but the question, and, and I don't even disagree with that. I'm not even going to push back on it. I don't get the impression that Steve Kerr feels Pajemski and Trace Jackson Davis at this point are unplayable. In fact, I think it's the opposite. I think he is comfortable playing him, but you can't play 13. You can't you know, every single night, and you know it's just nobody's going to get quite enough minutes. So the question becomes: If Trace Jackson Davis needs to play for who? You know, is it is it Looney? I mean, Looney only played 19 tonight. You know, Sarich played 27, but Sarich was probably their second best player tonight. After Stephen Curry, so if you're saying Trace Jackson Davis tonight, is it is it Trace Jackson Davis for Draymond? You know, is it is it Pajemski for Clay who played 33 minutes? It, it that that's the tough question, and I think Armand hit on it. it. It's the tough question because there's a lot of play the young guys more. They they bring energy. They need it. You know, play Kaminga more. Uh, you know, Kaminga played 23 minutes, which is about what he's getting every single night. Uh, could he be playing? You know, I think Kaminga, if Kaminga w- was you know, consistent making shots with the pull-up game and getting into the getting to the basket, like if he had, had some some first halves that coincided with some of the second halves he had in in a handful of games and all that, then he would be making the case to to maybe start. At, but but he hasn't because you know he's had some. Uh, you know, I thought tonight was more balanced, but you look up and he's two for eleven. So. You know, where do you go at that point? Like I, I think he's probably playing the the right about right amount of minutes. You know, unless you start talking about you know, knocking Wiggins down to you know ten twelve minutes a game, which which I don't think that's necessarily going to happen at at, at all. Uh, but so it, it it is a trickier situation with the way that this team was built, and who do you take the minutes away from on a given night? Because if it's Pajemski, you're really talking about Clay. 
you're talking about Chris Paul, and maybe you're talking a little bit about Gary Payton the second at this point, or you know, because because Pajemski's basically a two for this Warriors team. So you know, that's a, you know, Trace Jackson Davis is a five that that has played some four. It can be kind of a combo. They've combined him with with Saric at different times because he can get out and cover a little bit more on the perimeter. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis can, so you can run some combinations like that together. So it, it, it in a lot of ways, it's almost built with the way this Warriors roster is constructed to need to have somebody unavailable to open up that rotation slot to play because it's hard to play 12. And it's hard to get the right... If you are going to play 12, it's hard to find the right four- to six-minute shift for everybody on a given night. You're always going to have some kind of weakness if you try to do it that way every single night and try to say, well, tonight so-and-so's got it versus giving them... Or tonight so-and-so doesn't have it. So you're going to pull them rather than give them an opportunity to, to maybe work their way into a better flow later in the game. And, and look, there have been opportunities. I'll use Kaminga as an example, where Steve Kerr, after some, some of those first halves that I mentioned, he could have not gone back to him in the second half and given somebody else an opportunity. He didn't do that, and the fact that he didn't do that worked to the benefit of the Warriors because Kaminga played well in the second half. So are you going to do that with Clay? Are you going to see, oh, Clay has a two-for-eight Two for nine first half. So now you're going to play Pajemski instead of Clay rather than give Clay, a future Hall of Famer, the opportunity to try and bounce back. Not saying I have the answer there, but it's it's a much more tricky balance as far as how to get all of these players the proper minutes and the proper roles on the proper night. All right, let's go ahead and pause here quickly uh, for a station ID, then we'll get back to the phones. 888-957-9570. It is Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM in HD1 San Francisco. Always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch, and YouTube. Powered by First NorCal Credit Union. All right, let's get back to the phones. we got a couple of text messages to get to uh, on the Comcast Business text line as well. We've also got our extending the three-point line feature for tonight. Uh, we'll get to that, our hardest working player of the game. Uh, but let's get Adam in San Jose next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Adam. Hey, J.D., how you doing? Um, so Steve Kerr had no issues playing Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb, who, who were two-way players last year. So he sure certainly shouldn't have an issue playing um, Pajemski and TJD, who are on the official 15-man roster uh, this year. And yeah, 100%, he needs to play Pajemski in place of Clay and then somehow work TJD into the rotation where Andrew Wiggins' minutes get cut, who is absolutely killing us uh, this entire season, and Clay Thompson as well. And then- okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kaminga's um, minutes. Kaminga is just as bad as uh, Andrew Wiggins. Pajemski brings so much energy. You see the guy um, coming off the bench uh, celebrating his teammates whether it's that, whether it's actually scoring, he, he just has, he feels like he has a, a point to prove. And he's obviously scoring uh, when he gets his opportunity. Clay's minutes need to get uh, reduced drastically. Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, and even Moses Moody. When they don't have it, we need to go dig deeper into the bench and give those guys a shot. Thanks for the call. Again, I don't think it's an unwillingness. I think it's more of an, and, and you know, you, you kind of said it, Adam. You're saying play Trace Jackson Davis instead of Wiggins. Well, they don't play the same position, <laughs> and that and that's where you know if Trace Jackson Davis is going to play, then that means you you know then that means somebody else is going to be out of position. So it's it's not like it, it would be easy if there was you know somebody. And again, I'll use Kaminga. If Kaminga was playing awesome and you know averaging 18 a night and efficiently and flying around and making play like if he was the absolute best version of himself if he was the player that a lot of warrior fans think he is you know even though he's not we could have a very simple conversation of he gets more minutes than Wiggins like but but it's not that simple because you've got the, and I don't think Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb and all that has nothing to do with it those guys were playing basically because the warriors had injuries and, and had to be fit into the rotation. Ty, Ty Jerome was playing on nights where Steph Curry was out, and Ty Jerome was playing on nights where Klay Thompson wasn't playing in back-to-backs, and Jordan Poole would go into the starting lineup, and then you would need a backup ball handler uh, because Poole would, would go in next to Steph, and then you wouldn't have that player. So, you know, Ty Jerome w- wasn't, you know, it, I, again, I know he's a somebody that draws the ire of, of Warrior fans, but you know, as your your fifth guard, you know, Ty Jerome was a ball handler. Moses Moody's not a ball handler. So they, they don't play the same position in that. So it was never, well, Ty Jerome's playing over Moses Moody. Again, this is a last-year conversation. I'll, I'll stop there. And a lot of times Anthony Lamb was playing alongside Kaminga because Kaminga was more of a four and Anthony Lamb was more of a shooter. And they were both the th- they were both you know, four, three, three, four types but there were a lot of lineups last year where Lamb and Kaminga played together, and those were, with Draymond Green, some of the Warriors' most efficient lineups and effective lineups for, for lengthy stretches of the year. So, again, that's a 2022-23 conversation, not a 23-24 conversation. We'll bring it back to, to present day here uh, and, and get locked in. But I don't, I don't think you – know, it's different teams, different scenarios. I don't think Anthony Lamb – and Ty Jerome have anything to do with Trace Jackson Davis and Brandon Pajemski. And again, I think Steve Kerr is more willing to play Trace Jackson Davis and Brandon Pajemski than he was willing to play Jonathan Kaminga or Moses Moody or even James Wiseman the first couple of years of, of their careers. I think he trusts them more 10 games, 11 games into their careers than he trusted any of those other players that I, that I just mentioned. It's not about trust. 
It's about the way this roster was built. If they wanted to be a title contender, it was going to be contingent on Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson doing you know, playing great. It was you know Clay Thompson being a more consistent version of the overall stats that he put up last year, where the bad games don't kill you. Well, the bad. What do I always say about Clay? The bad when he has a bad game, the Warriors basically can't win. <laughs> like when it's a five of sixteen, you know, seven of nineteen kind of a game, they basically can't win, and they really can't win if nobody else, you know, if Wiggins is is not doing it, you know, at the same time. And it almost doesn't matter what the players off the bench do, unless it's going to be a fifty-two to twelve type of advantage, which the Warriors have had in 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 some of these games. So yeah, it's easy to say play the young guys more. It's harder to say, and there have been a couple of callers that have said it tonight. It's going to be a conversation, I think, all week here at 95-7, the game coming up as it relates to the Warriors. You know, The difficult conversation is, do you want the young guys to take minutes from the vets, and in some cases, the future Hall of Fame players? That's the question that needs to be, to, to be had if you really want to go down that road. Uh, again, I'm not sure we're at a point where uh, 11 games in with the Warriors at 6-5 and five, that you really want to necessarily go down that road. I think there's still time for Wiggins to turn a corner. I think Clay Thompson was going to have stretches where he's just as hot as he was last year. Uh, again, I think up until the last two games, Clay's been fine for the most part. Like I think we're talking about two bad games, you know, shooting the ball. I still think Clay's doing other things uh, on the court uh, tonight uh, as well. I think he's holding his own defensively. Uh, and and kind of figuring out the new way that, that he's going to have to play and be effective. It's just as simple as he didn't make shots tonight. Uh, and shots that throughout his career he usually consistently makes. And there's more nights the last two years where he doesn't consistently make them. But there's still other nights where he's going to be red and white hot. So uh, it's just you know a couple of games consecutively that, to where that hasn't happened. So do you want to wait for that to happen and trust that it will, or do you want to start making some some wholesale changes? I mean, that's the the balance, and how do you go about doing it? Uh, and again, I think the Warriors believe they have a very deep roster, and that's a that's a problem that Steve Kerr is going to have to figure out here in the the coming days and the in the coming games. Uh, I also think they just need to to get a little bit more balance. And and floor spacing, and and just overall, you know, spacing within the offense uh, to to open up some of the lanes. But you you can see, I mean, the Timberwolves are a good defensive team. They're extremely physical. They try to funnel people into to go bare. Uh, McDaniel's is a terrific defensive player. He makes guards work for everything. Anthony Edwards has got that dog in him in a big way. Like, he he plays so forcefully. And I think this Timberwolves team starting to take on more of his personality, which is Chris Finch, their head coach's personality, wanting to be more of a rugged, tough, physical, top-flight defensive unit. And that's part of the reason why they're they're up to 7-2 to and two on the season. And some are thinking that, you know, this isn't going to be a 7-seed or an 8-seed or a 9-seed this year with Minnesota. If they stay healthy, some people think they could be a top 4, top 5-seed uh, in the Western Conference. They're they're absolutely off to that sort of start through the first nine games of the season. All right, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson on Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. 116-110, the final Timberwolves beat the Warriors here tonight on 95.7 The Game. All right, let's keep rolling 
here, and uh, we'll get to our extending the three-point line for tonight. Curry off a pick by Draymond. Behind the back of the dribble. Curry working hard. Backs up, takes a three, hit it, swish. Stephen Curry with a three. And Rudy Gobert hearing it from Chris Finch right now. Yeah, uh, it had to be Steph Curry. Steph Curry does it again, uh, knocking down four three-pointers, had five tonight. So he's hit four or more in each of the first 11 games this season. Stephen Curry on what was a cold shooting night for him from three, but you score 38 points. He got to the free throw line 12 times and made 11 of 12. I mean, Steph is doing everything he can to help the Warriors have chances to win these games, but he needs some freaking help, and he's not getting that help right now uh, from the bench collectively. I don't think this is on the bench guys, though. I mean, to me, this is on the starters. This is on Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson, to, to, to start putting it together offensively uh, and, and putting some points on the board uh, to help Steph Curry out because this team was built to have more than they've gotten from, from those two to this point uh, in the season. That extending the three-point line, as always, brought to you by West Coast Men's Health, successfully treating men for ED and chronic pain. Visit westcoastmenshealth.com for more information there. All right, our hardest worker of the game. We'll get that in right now as well. Brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. Are you looking for a career in law enforcement? If you are, you can learn more about job opportunities with the Alameda County Sheriff's Office at joinacso.com. That's joinacso.com. And our hardest worker of the game tonight for the Warriors. Uh, I'm going to give it to Dario Saric uh, for his 27 minutes and 11 points to go with 10 boards uh, in the game tonight. Uh, 11 points, 10 boards, double-double uh, in this game for Saric. I thought he held his own defensively. At times he does get uh, attacked. But, again, the Warriors needed the buckets, and it wasn't a perfect night, but he was out there trying to give the Warriors everything he had. I am going to give an honorable mention for hardest worker of the game tonight to Brandon Pajemski. Uh, Pajemski hits a couple of threes, got off five shots in a minute and 16, and scored eight points and was a plus six as it looked like the the reserves versus reserves. Uh, the Timberwolves reserves were going to cough it up to the Warriors reserves after Steve Kerr basically conceded the game. Second night in a row that happened down the stretch. The Cavs put their starters back in the game in the final uh, minute last night because the Warriors bench group made them uh, have to do that. And so you know that group, when given the opportunity, even in that situation where the game is all but over, I mean, the Warriors had a shot at a layup to make it a two-point game uh, where they you know, would have been in position to get another stop or foul and get the ball back and have a, a chance at, at maybe even forcing an OT. Uh, so that was a hell of a job. And, and Pajemski's energy gets him an honorable mention for the hardest worker of, of the game, uh, eight points in a minute, and uh, out there hustling around trying to make plays, had a, had a steal in that minute 16 as well. So your hardest worker of the game, brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. Again, if you're looking for a career in law enforcement, learn more about job opportunities at joinacso.com. A couple of things uh, on the Comcast Business text line. 415, Clay keeps taking 16 shots to score 16 points. It's too inefficient. How about Wiggins? 
start taking the second most shots each night. Yeah, I mean, Wiggins being aggressive is, I think, part of the problem. But part of the reason why Wiggins is not being aggressive is because his confidence is down because he's not playing well. So it becomes this chicken or the egg circular thing, right? Wiggins Wiggins is not making shots. So because he's not making shots, he gets more tentative. And because he's more tentative, he can't snap out of his funk. And it just it just is this vicious cycle right now. I do think the Warriors need to do a better job at, at trying to get Wiggins more shots early in the game. And I do think it's time for a, a conversation. Um, and, and look, I'm sure Steve Kerr has conversations like this with players all the time. He may have already had one. It may be an ongoing thing. He may think, hey, this is silly. I don't need to have one. But I do think it's time for a conversation with, with Wiggins as far as, hey, man, you're, you're close to turning the corner, if that's what you truly believe, and that's what Steve Kerr said publicly, keep at it, we're going to get you the rock, we're going to try to lean on you. Because, again, we're talking about two specific players. Maybe the conversation with Clay Thompson's a little bit different. I was surprised to hear Steve Kerr say before the game yesterday that he thought Clay Thompson was pressing a little bit. I didn't really see or think Clay Thompson was pressing nearly at the level that he was last year where a lot of bad shooting games would turn into games where he would just cast off. I, I don't really feel like Clay Thompson has done that. Now, yeah, 16 shots for 14 points, 16 shots for 16 points, that's not nearly efficient enough. But you know, I don't know that there is necessarily a conversation to be had with Clay. Uh, he's just got to make shots. Like I don't really think he's taken that many bad shots. Uh, it's just he's got to make them. Like I, I think Clay's in a better. Pl- Call me crazy. The the pro the production hasn't been there, but I actually think that the way Clay is trying to play within himself in the context of the team has been solid. And so, if there's any adjustment for Clay, it may be, it may be one that Warrior fans don't want to hear. Uh, but it it may be, hey Clay, go be Yolo Clay. You know, go go be. I'm just gonna just cast off, you know, unabashed like like every shot's going in, and let the chips fall where they may. And you know, so again, uh, I it's if, if there is a conversation to be had, I think that's the one because I I was really surprised to to see or to hear Steve Kerr say that he thought Clay was was uh, pressing. Like I hadn't sensed that. I mean, he does tend to get frustrated when shots are not going down, but that's just because he's a great shooter that's used to hitting those shots and wants to win. That like the competitive spirit for Clay Thompson is there, you know, beyond belief. I think it's still there full fold, uh, as it was you know, at any other point. It's just not as successful as consistently as it has been, uh, in the past. And yeah, tonight, uh, you know, obviously you know, tonight the, the, the Timberwolves dominated the paint. I mean, for the 415 chiming in, and it hadn't been mentioned to this point specifically. I, I'd mentioned the, the size, but the points in the paint, uh, you know, second game in a row. Uh, but again, points in the paint isn't just bigs. Points in the paint is putting pressure on the perimeter and not being able to stop the ball. Like, I think a lot of times people think, well, points in the paint is big men, you know, backing you down. And, you know, maybe in 1995, maybe in 2004. But points in the paint now, a lot of times, are transition layups. Uh, a lot of times, it's it's getting, and there wasn't a lot of transition going on in, in the game, really, either way. But, yeah, uh, the, the Timberwolves, 62 points in the paint to the Warriors, 38. I mean, that's that's the story of the game, really, in, in this one uh, tonight. 
next to the ability or inability for the Warriors to, to knock down shots consistently. But uh, Golden State going to get another chance at, at trying to make it work when they reconvene against the Timberwolves uh, right back here in Chase Center on Tuesday night. And so, you know, adjustments, force, spacing, looking at the film. The Warriors in all these playoff series that they've won have been tremendous, exceptional at making adjustments. And so can they do it from one game to I mean, this is a lot like dropping the first game of a playoff series with the home court advantage, and you got to bounce back and you got to try and win the second game. So, you know, the Warriors have been very good at doing that on the rare occasion they've lost the first game. So we'll see how they're able to respond. And again, as Steve Kerr always says in these playoff series, it's the simple fact that, that a lot of times the adjustment is emotion and physicality and flying around and, and, and making plays. Uh, 888-957-9570. Uh, let's uh, keep it moving. Uh, it's uh, Ali Kampa. Ali Kampa. In Newark? Hey, Ali. Kali Kampa. Kali Kampa, Al- my brother. Al- Kali Kampa. Ali Kampa. Ali Kampa. I got you. Ali. I will not make that mistake again, my friend. Thank you for giving me the call tonight. Yeah, no problem, my brother. My honor. I want to say very frustrated. You know, Warriors losing game, uh, no good. You know, I very, uh, I've been a fan a long time. You know, since India, I watched the Warriors and... Uh, Maybe make a trade. Maybe time to trade uh, Clay Thompson because uh, make too much money. And I don't know if he's consistent, my brother. He cannot throw a rock in the ocean right now. Not the last two games, Ali Kampa. And thank you for the call. Don't make it your last call. Uh, checking in from, from Newark. Uh, I don't think it's time to trade Clay Thompson. Again, the Warriors doubled and tripled down on their core and, you know, I think Tim Kawakami, the athletic, had, had put this out on Twitter, and I, I made a note of it as a, a concept to bring up on the show. You know, people, he's going back and forth with people as he often does. And, he, you know, it's at one point he says, this is the team. And, and I think it's, it, it's a, like, this is the team. You know, for, and, you know, for 20, 30, 50 games it, it, before a, a dramatic decision is going to be made. I mean, the Warriors have gone all in on Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green with Steve Kerr as the core. They've gone all in on Chris Paul is going to be the guy that leads the bench unit and is somebody that can be effective uh, in some closing lineups with that other group and then pick your fifth. I think the Warriors intend for that fifth to be Wiggins, but it hasn't. he hasn't played well enough to earn it. So it's been Peyton some nights. It's been Kaminga one or two nights. A lot of Peyton. Uh, and, you know, maybe it's Looney. Sarich could be one of those guys. I mean, Steve Kerr's laid out all these different ones, but but this is the team. And so the adjustments are going to have to come from within. Like, you know, drastic trades and all those things, you know, that's a conversation for three months from now at the trade deadline. We're talking three months away from having a conversation. You know, if this thing totally gets awry, and I don't think it will, you know, then maybe we're having those dramatic conversations, but we're not having those dramatic conversations yet. Uh, you know, because this is the team, and I think they want want this team to be able to grow and and work itself out. And look, two nights ago, it looked like they were, you know, on the brink of being able to put together a consistent run here with this homestand bringing up uh, coming out. So it's not all lost or anything like that. But the adjustments are going to have to come with, from within. I mean, I look up and down the the stat sheet and look at the roster. 
Wiggins has got to play better. Clay Thompson has got to play better. Steve Kerr's going to have to figure out ways to maybe mix Trace Jackson Davis and Brandon Pajemski in. You know, Kaminga has got to play better. Like, and again, he's a young player. He's a role player. I don't want to make it all about him. Tonight, the energy was there, but he's got to play better. Like, he he has not like he's basically been a C player this year. Like, he's you, know, you add up his good and bad, and add it all up. He's probably been about a C or a C minus. Like, he has not been some exceptional, you know, awesome player for the Warriors this season. Uh, you know, he's got to play better if he's going to be somebody that's a regular, you know, and be more consistent. Frankly, you know, he's got to be steadier. It can't be terrible one half and and pretty good the second half. You know, so you know, Saric, I, I think has been for the most part steady, but there's been nights where he can't hit a shot, and when he doesn't hit shots, then it's tough for him to to be on the floor consistently. You know, Chris Paul, the Warriors are going to need a little scoring from Chris Paul, which they didn't get tonight. Uh, but the answers, folks are going to come from within, at least for the next three months. And, you know, the one thing I'm going to say a lot after losses, and I think the Timberwolves, it's, they're currently constituted, are probably going to be a playoff team in the Western Conference. We'll, we'll hold off on the top four, top five business. But the reality is, every night the Warriors don't win, especially when they don't win at home or don't win against bad teams. Last two nights they've played good teams, in my opinion. So I'm not going to factor this in as part of that. But the but every time they lose at home or get on a losing streak when they're whole, this Warriors team's whole right now. Their top 13 is healthy. I look at the inactives every night, and the inactives are Garuba and Quinones and Robinson and Guy Santos. If the Warriors are fully whole, those are going to be the four inactives every single night. And so that means that this team... They've got to be better than six and five when they're whole, because there is going to come a point where they are going to have to deal with injuries, and Steph's going to miss ten games, and and you know Draymond's going to have to miss some time again. Clay may have to miss some time. They're not going to be whole this entire season, and so you got to make hay when you are, and that's where I do think these last couple of games hurt a little bit, uh, not being able to get one, but still. Plenty of time, plenty of games ahead to be able to try and figure this thing out. All right, we'll call it a night on that note. Uh, incredible job by everybody in our San Francisco studios, uh, beginning with Sterling Bennett. Uh, he was here doing the 49er show with Grandy. Grandy's been there all day. Sterling's been there all day. Craig Valentino's been there. Been, been just dudes doing just bell to bell, uh, big time, full days. Uh, with our 49er coverage in the morning and on into the afternoon, leading back up to to the Warriors game tonight, and on a back to back, a lot of these guys are working the, the Warriors game yesterday on on top of that as well, or or the Warriors this week show uh, that we did. So so really, it's been an incredible, just just exceptional work by by everybody. I want to make sure I I make a point to note that. Uh, hard-working people at 95.7, the game behind the scenes, getting the job done. And again, basically two double days in a row for a lot of these guys. So uh, I'm, I'm going to give them my a little hardest workers of the night uh, and of the weekend uh, applause here to close out the program. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday, 6 o'clock, Warriors Live, going to be at Ballast Point Brewing Company. Uh, Ballast Point Brewing Company, join me for Warriors Live have a brew, stop by, get some food, 
and uh, you know it'll be a good time. 705 16th Street uh, by Chase Center. It's walking distance, Ballast Point Tasting Room and Kitchen. Uh, Warriors Live, 6 o'clock will be on the air. It's the Warriors and the Timberwolves again, and then uh, postgame we'll be with you right here from Chase Center breaking down uh, a Warriors-Timberwolves matchup where I know a lot of Warrior fans are hoping uh, Golden State can get back on track, snap this little three-game losing streak. All right, that'll do it. We'll talk to you Tuesday. Timberwolves get the better of the Warriors. They win it tonight, 116-110, to 110, and you heard it all right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 